everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of BAM Sports and Entertainment. That's Boris and Matt, Sports and Entertainment. Guess what? We're Boris and Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. It's, uh, it's a steamy, gross one in Toronto, but hey, life is good, and uh, man, oh man, lots of things happening in pro wrestling, less so in sports. Lots of things happening in my life. I don't know about yours, buddy. I can't get a second to sit down lately. I know. Same here. It's been insanely busy. Uh, things are, are are just like, you know, fast and furious. Um, it's been a crazy few weeks. It's been a fun few weeks. So much to talk about. And yeah, there's not so much sports happening because we are in the dog days of summer. But, you know, fall is around the corner. And you know that fall is probably the best time for sports because the NHL is starting, the NBA is starting, the NFL is starting, baseball is going into its playoffs. It's 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 a beautiful time for sports. Absolutely, yeah. Some people would say the spring is the best, but I'm with you there, buddy. I'm more of a fall man. I like I like the the MLB World Series coinciding with the hope that is springing eternal in the fall for baseball. Uh, yep. not, not for, sorry, for, not for, for basketball, for hockey, and for football. Man, the Dolphins this year, ooh, ooh. Raptors are in a little bit of a rebuild, but boy, Scotty Barnes, man, he looks like a real one, too. He really does. All right, we're going to be talking about all that stuff, so we're going to be talking Blue Jays, CFL, AEW, NFL preseason, and then for our wrestling half, we're going to be talking about three shows. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Ring of Honor because I cover Ring of Honor every week for Slam Wrestling. We're going to be talking about AAA, Triple Mania 36 that happened on August the 14th, 2021. And then we're going to be talking about another show that happened at the same time as AAA from August the 14th, New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence, which was live from the Coliseum in Los Angeles, California. USA, planet Earth. <laughs> yes, uh, from the torch, not not the pro wrestling yes. torch, the smaller building next to the. They didn't go to the Coliseum; it's a hundred thousand seats. But uh, you know, good for New Japan for coming coming stateside and putting on a pretty dang good show. Uh, yeah, man, how you doing, homie? Man, I am doing fantastic. It's been a crazy few weeks. Um, yeah, dog days of summer, man. You know, school is starting. School is around the corner. In person classes are starting up again. Uh, so you know, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff is going on. Um, you know, my brother is getting ready for the big move out west. So I'm trying to spend some quality time with that family. Um, and and more importantly, my little nephews. Gotta get the gotta get the uncle nephew time in while I can. Um, yeah, but man, it's it's been super fun, uh, you know, trying to enjoy things while they are still open because we have no idea what the hell is going to happen with COVID. And I don't want to turn this into the COVID hour, but, you know, because we talk sports, because we talk wrestling, we talk live events, it's impossible to ignore it. Oh, a million percent, man. Yeah. And Canada's doing decently. And it's a, it's a, it's a state by state case. It looks like in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Where, where it's really they're being hit harder than uh, some places, you know, like, not to like paint with a broad strokes brush here. But it seems like kind of the north is doing a little bit better than the south. If you just kind of look uh, at a map <laughs> yep. and uh, 
Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I I I'm feeling pretty good about the few uh, shows we actually have booked. Like uh, AEW in Chicago should work out. Uh, I even think like getting to the World Series, Major League Baseball should be fine. But it's right around that September October mark of the calendar where it's going to start getting very worrisome, Boris. Yep, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yesterday, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment announced that starting mid-September, any MLSE venue, to get into any MLSE venue, you're going to need to have either proof of vaccination or a current negative COVID test result. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. I think it's the right call. I'll I'll show a vaccination card to get into a Jays game. I have no problem with that, but I'm going to be vaccinated anyway. I still actually only have one dose. I have my uh, my appointment is still for September. I could get that, but I should just walk into a pharmacy when I have three days off and just get one, yep. get my second dose, get it over with at this point. But anyway, I I have no problem with that personally. But I, I again I. I'm just trying to be accepting of people at this point. As much as like the vaccine can really hurt, like not taking the vaccine can really hurt people on a wide level. I I don't know. I don't want to sit here and come down on anyone who doesn't have it. Yeah. But I do I, I do understand why MLSE would make that rule and I don't disagree at all. See Matt, here's the important um part of the entire message. If you read the full PR message, I'm not gonna read it line by line, but like I said in the headline. You either have to be fully vaccinated or show a negative COVID test, I believe, within 72 hours of said event. Now, you know, yes, it sucks that, you know, you're being mandated to do something, but there are places in the U.S. that are going the extreme, and it's like you're either vaccinated or you're not getting in. So, you know, I'm okay with this middle ground. I'm okay with those who choose not to be vaccinated having to show a negative test. And that's something that is happening all across Ontario, all across Canada. Um, Porter Airlines even announced today uh, the education system, the medical system here in Ontario. You know, you are either vaccinated or you have to go through testing to show you don't have COVID. Yeah, and to me, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not... I don't know. I, I think it's I, I don't know. This is a whole different debate. But is it really impeding on your freedoms? Whose freedoms are is it impeding on anyway? Anyway, anyways. Man. Yeah. Let's just let's just not really go too deep into that ditch. But to say, hey, nothing is promised. Nothing is promised. Even the AEW shows in Illinois coming up very shortly. Well, those aren't even promised. Yesterday, there is now a mask mandate in Ohio taking place so you know there's already a mask mandate in in nevada las vegas to be exact for SummerSlam this weekend so uh Mm -hmm. it's going to be very interesting uh to see the crowd and seeing people masked mind you you know we'll see what happens i don't know i can make a joke about how shitty and not interested i am in SummerSlam, but (laughs) you know what's crazy is the one match that i cared the most about on SummerSlam was the rematch of Bianca and Sasha because the first match was awesome. It was in my top 20 matches of the year, top 25 maybe. It's it's perhaps even bumped a little lower than that. But, Boris, as I'm sure the listeners now know because this is just breaking basically as we're recording this, uh, Bianca and Sasha appear to both be cleared. So it looks like that SummerSlam match is going to be on. So that's great. That's literally the thing I care most about on the SummerSlam card. 
Yep, exactly. Same here, honestly. Like, that match, I think, is going to be great. Here's the thing about WWE. How many times, especially during the pandemic, were we knocking their pay-per-views? Were we knocking their weekly TV? Um, oh, it's but, brutal. Yeah, but once the actual pay-per-views happened, it was like, oh, that wasn't too bad. That was actually quite entertaining. I have a feeling that that's how it's going to be with SummerSlam, and I have a huge feeling that we are going to get one of the best takeover shows possible. Yeah, let's not talk too much wrestling before we get into wrestling talk, but just in a broad strokes WWE thing. Like the big problem with WWE is their storytelling and their like promos are absolute dog shit right now. But the in-ring wrestlers are still really good. So the pay-per-views are mostly just the wrestlers wrestling in the ring. And that's why the pay-per-views are significantly better than the TV shows, because the TV shows are mostly based on telling their terrible dog shit stories. Yep. Well, talking about terrible dog shit stories, Jacksonville Jaguars have cut Tim Tebow. <laughs> that actually big pop out of me, buddy. That was hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> you know what's funny? The the uh, the team seems pretty upset. It seems like he was actually popular in the locker room. But yep. you know what? It's a business, and he sucked at football. So get him out. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, I think also if he had made the team, if they were going to build this comeback story, there was going to be a lot of negative PR because there's a quarterback still sitting on the sidelines because uh -oh. of other reasons, right? That's a really good point. Although they would have switched his position. Like he was playing fullback, tight end, hybrid. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. really playing quarterback at all. He Regardless. wasn't brought in to even sniff it. But you're 100% right. And it's true. It's remains ridiculous that Colin Kaepernick hasn't gotten a shot since, what, 2012? Yep. Ugh, yep. disgusting. Dude, remains ridiculous. You, greatest move that Tony Khan has made this week, and this is the week that CM Punk might show up on AEW on Friday. So... <laughs> Thank you, Tony Khan. Thank you, Shah Khan. Um, yeah. Speaking of what we were talking about earlier in terms of COVID, um, NFL, they are like really being strict on COVID guidelines with their team, so much so that teams are really urging players to get the shots. Atlanta Falcons have become the first NFL team to be 100% vaccinated against COVID. Good for them, honestly, man. That's that's crazy. That's going to go a long way, I think, in the community. I think that's going to go a long way for, like, the fan base. Maybe not, like, every fan, but if it's even one fan who goes, like, you know what, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me, then that's great, man. That's a great example to set, in my opinion. And you just – it's a business, and you just need the people who work to, to be there. You need the workforce to actually be present yep. at the job. Exactly. So, Here's the thing. Done. I love the fact people – are probably questioning why do we care so much about sports and how COVID is being treated in sports because sports is such a huge institution of our lives we have to remember something do you remember back in March of 2020 when people you know when cruise ships were being um, docked no one can leave people were being quarantined and, you know the world was essentially shutting down around them but no one really took it serious until what happened Matt until the NBA shut down Boris yep Exactly. So we have to remember, I was actually listening to this awesome um, NPR. Um, no, it was CNBC. It was CNBC um, uh, radio show. And they were talking about, you know, the vaccine and, you know, the holdup. And then they were specifically talking about sports. Anyways, the big takeaway was that, you know, sports, because it's such an institution, there's so many eyes on it. And because there's billions of dollars on the line, you know, 
they look to sports as a way of not only testing things. So remember, before before sports um, was hit with COVID, there was no mass testing. Mass testing started because of sports and the bubbles. Um, so, you know, because of all the money um, in sports in general, a lot of eyes and a lot of medical professionals look to sports to test things out. That's a really good point. Yeah, in a lot of ways, because they're out there, because so much money is at stake, they become the guinea pigs in a lot of ways for these things. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is amazing to see how far we've come, honestly. It really is. I think like there's a lot of uh, negatives over the last 18 months, but really like the optimistic perspective is, man, it's amazing how much we have come together as a nation, how we have as a world, as a planet, how we have made a vaccine and largely distributed it to a lot of people. And we're doing a pretty decent job in some countries yep. across the world. Yep. All right, so that's enough COVID talk. Let's talk about some fun sports stuff. Let's talk about the MLB. Um, before we yeah. get to the local sports, did you watch the Field of Dreams game last Thursday? That was something, man. Was First of all, amazing baseball game. That's exactly what they needed. They needed to put a good product on the field. Thank God they got a good game. But what, what a stunning bit of visuals. You know something, Boris? I've never seen that movie. I still absolutely love that game. I could have uh, done without... I wish I you could see. I could have done see. without Kevin Costner. I, no, no, no. Take that back, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen the movie, and he's an old rambling man at this point. So You're an old rambling man. I am an old rambling man, yes. You, no, okay, but, uh, no, hold yeah, on. No. Hold on. Has, hold on. Wait a minute. The next time that we hang out, we are watching Field of Dreams together. <laughs> okay, it's it's a deal. I'm in. I'll do it. You have but, to uh, watch yeah, it. yeah, man. I just I uh I thought it was beautiful. I love I love a field trip, as Brian Alvarez says when he's talking about wrestling. Uh those old nitro shows when they used to go to Club Lavella, I think it was, with the floating ring and every uh, every time someone would get thrown into the pool. That's that's a wrestling field trip. And anytime the show that you watches that, that the show that you watch, the show that you love goes to a new location, Boris, it feels like a field trip at school. It's just a good time. Yep. That was a field trip. That was an awesome one. Exactly. The, the beautiful sky. Oh man. Yep. And let it be known that I love the fact that the Yankees lost that game off of a walk off. In fact, they lost two games that series out of a, off of a walk off. Amazing. Yeah. Timmy Anderson. Good for him for getting that uh, little spot in the sunshine because Tim Anderson is incredible. One of the most underrated players in baseball. Yep. Um, let's talk about Chris Davis. Yeah. So uh, you pointed out uh, on the old Facebook machine, a, a bit of Bobby Bonilla here. Chris yep. Davis is going to be paid until what? 2037? 2037. So this is his breakdown. He is still owed $65 million in his contract. Thank you, <laughs> unions. Thank you, CBAs. Because, you know, oh my God. So he's still owed $65 million in his contract. He was signed back in 2016. Um, and I believe it was a six-year deal. I want to, someone can correct me. Someone's yelling at us that we're idiots. Um, but here's the breakdown. Because of the deferred payments and contract structure, in 2022, he's going to be making $23 million. In 2023 to 2025, he's going to be making $9.16 million. 2026 to 2032, $3.5 million. And then 2033 to 2037, he's going to be making a 
a a measly $1.4 million for a total of $65 million, all to be paid out July 1st. That That is something else, man. What a gig for this guy. And he hasn't even been good for the last, like, five years. Yeah. He was awesome in his day, though. He was a slugger, Chris Davis. He definitely put up some, some huge numbers, power numbers. This guy was legit. But it's just funny. He's the new Bobby Bonilla. He's going – you're going to see memes about this guy continuing to be paid 10, 15 years down the road. Yep. And, and you know what I love? I love the fact that people criticize um, Mark Shapiro – about the contracts here in Toronto. And then you take a look at that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, right? Like, it's 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 Could not comparable. Worse. It's not comparable. Could be worse. Yeah. Matt, I, I have a question I for you. I, hit me. All right. Olympic International Baseball has the mercy rule. Essentially, the mercy rule is if when a team leads by 10 runs after the seventh inning, the team, the game ends because it's, it's, it's you know, mercy. Won't anyone think of the children? Now, <laughs> this happened a couple times during the olympics and i guess it caught the attention of some journalists and some fans and there have been debates on forums and news shows sports news shows and sports radio talk about the mercy rule and fox being fox fox sports that is put it out there should there be a mercy rule in the mlb hmm i'm gonna say no only because the history of baseball is such like so based on statistics, right? And you're just removing so many at bats over the course of a season that could be as many as two to five home runs, two to five hits, even all these, all these benchmarks, all these huge numbers, every at bat matters, man. So I don't love that. I think it makes a lot of sense for lower leagues. I think like every minor league could probably stand to do that. But I, I, I think that would screw up too many records. I, they're already playing with fire on that. Front. Yeah, like 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 people who don't like baseball, like my older roommate, he likes baseball, but he really doesn't like baseball. Um, <laughs> you know, he would always question the validity of the home run uh, king because he's like, every field is different. And it's true. When Babe Ruth hit his, you know, his 61 home runs, some fields were over like 450 down center right like they were bigger and then some people play in pitcher friendly parks or batter friendly parks so already you know the stats in baseball come into question but i believe with the mercy rule it would just completely blow everything out of the water also tv how would you price advertisements from the seventh to the ninth inning where typically Typically, today, they are more expensive, but because the game might not even go that far, how do you price those? Yeah, they'd have to be even more expensive, maybe. Or less expensive, because it's not a guarantee that your ads is going to be on. That's that's an excellent point, but I was just going to say, like, the fifth and the sixth inning become the new seventh, eighth, ninth, right? Like, anyway, yeah. Or Um, tickets. Tickets. What if you bought a game and it's the one game? Let's say you were still living in the Great White North and it's the one game that you were able to get down to Toronto for, and the game ended in the seventh inning because the Blue Jays suck. Yeah, exactly. Because the Blue Jays got mercy ruled at home. That would yeah. be devastating. Like the mercy rule would actually be kind of exciting and fun, especially for a baseball game. I don't think it would be that bad. The, the crowd goes home a slightly earlier than they expect because of a dominant home team win. I don't think anyone would feel ripped off, but if the home team lost by the mercy rule, Boris, 
oh man, you would have some angry fans and that would just be a recipe for disaster. So no, I don't think the mercy rule is ever coming to MLB. I do think it's the kind of thing though, that should be probably tried in minor league baseball. And I also said that about the uh, runner starting on second base in extra innings. I also said that about them abolishing the DH, which they actually might completely uh, in the NL or uh, sorry, uh, the opposite of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Jack Morris got himself in a little bit of trouble. What, what did he say again? Or what happened? During the Tigers broadcast, um, they were talking about Otani, and he may or may not have used a Asian accent while poking fun at him. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. What's wrong with the 92-93 like... Jays team? Are these guys like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, that's not great. But Jack Morris has kind of always been uh, an uncouth kind of guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's if you look back, you can Google Jack Morris, and he's got some quotes that uh, would not fly today, Boris. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, man, that, that sucks. I completely actually missed that story, but, oh, that's rough. Yeah, it's just coming you out know? today, so that's a thing. You just got to know. You just got to know what your what day and age we're in, man. Like, come on. It's, yeah, it's not that hard. Um, anything else you want to talk about? It's not about funny sports? anyway. It wasn't funny in 1990. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Unless it was South Park. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about sports in general before we talk about our local teams? I. Uh, well, I did want to. I did want to touch on like, do you think the CFL is ruining all elite wrestling in Canada? <laughs> CFL and Friday Night Football. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, <laughs> TSN has five channels, and I understand that they have obligations, but they have five channels. You don't have to show the TS the a CFL game on three of the five channels. This is the thing, though, Boris. Unlike ESPN, which ranks in terms of, like, ranking, like ESPN 1 is the most important, ESPN oh, no, 2 TSN is... TSN 4 is the main one. And the other TSNs are uh, regional, right? So it's not really five channels. It's one channel, one main national channel, and four separate regional feeds. Now, it can still be achieved, what you're saying, because most people have satellite anyway. And those who don't, maybe it's just the West Coast that gets to watch Rampage this week. You know what yeah. I mean? You can you can juggle it around. Because the vast majority of people, the truth is, have all five TSNs if they have one. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, is TSN 2 regional also, or is that national? Is that, like, the backup? Yeah, it might be that. It might be, like, TSN. I forget which one is which. I think but 4. Yeah, at least I know three, 4 four is the five. main one. I know 4 is okay. the main one. 2 is the questionable one. But 1, 2, and 5, I've heard, and you confirmed it for me, that they are the regional ones. Yeah, 1's definitely Winnipeg. 1 is West Coast, and 1 is, like, I, I don't know, Montreal East Coast. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's weird, man. Um, but it's not like if you have a TV subscription, chances are, n number one, um, and you have TSN, uh, number one, you get all five channels. Number two, you have access to their website and the apps. So you can log on through your cable provider, and there's always a channel of something else that they have signed up for but they can't put on TV. And on Friday nights, 10 p.m., more often than not, it's going to be AEW Rampage. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, yeah, I get 
if you're a West Coast CFL team, you're not going to be like, hey, why is this upstart wrestling company like taking our TSN time? And if you're TSN, you've had the CFL forever, forever. That's like, that's the meal ticket almost. Dude, and, and, and look, we live in Toronto. We don't give a crap about CFL, but you leave Toronto. Even go to Hamilton. They actually care about the CFL. Out West, it's insane how much they love the CFL. Yeah, big time. It's Saskatchewan especially. Yeah. They are crazy for their Rough Riders out there. Yep. Oh, yeah, Jack Morris was actually suspended, man. Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't realize he was suspended indefinitely. Yep. 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 Just crazy. waiting for Eckersley to say something dumb. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, dude. I'm sure it's so, yeah, so that's... <laughs> You know, it's the perks of of Canadian TV, man. Wrestling is not respected up here in in uh, in Canada. Like I remember as a child during '96, '97, Raw might be on at midnight. That was the first showing ever. Then it might be on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Nitro might be on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Um, you know, it, it was such a crapshoot on when you can watch wrestling up here, um, and and it seems to be a continuing tradition because. Even NXT, the amount of times that NXT gets put on the back burner by Rogers Sportsnet, you know, it's 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 countless. And then you're gonna wonder why NXT isn't doing well, right? Like it's 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 kind of funny. No, a million percent. Yeah, no, NXT is, doesn't have a chance in Canada. I mean, also, the the picture in picture thing is is pretty egregious as well. That's a separate thing, though. At least TSN actually shows the picture in picture with AEW. I think. You know, the picture-in-picture thing doesn't bother me so much. I think it bothers you and I because we cover it and we need to talk about it. That's true. Yeah, I guess it's a small thing, but it is just kind of annoying yeah. to hear them say, oh, don't you don't, don't you turn away because you're going to see more in this commercial, and then you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like, ah, but well, I, maybe I should turn away. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, wrestling, long story short, wrestling has never been respected up here to that extent. Um, I remember when ECW, e, do you know what, what channel ECW used to be on? We're talking oh, about WWECW, not actual ECW. I have no idea. Was it the Space Network? Global. Oh, it was actually global, eh? No yeah. way. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. I uh, I don't think I ever caught it live. I would have had I known that because I definitely had Global my whole life. But it wasn't on the Canadian equivalent of Sci-Fi Space Network. Eh? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and on top of it all, it was aired like Friday at midnight. Oh, weird. Perhaps yeah. that's why I never once heard about it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's, yeah. So And it's funny because like our American counterparts are always like, man, you guys, you guys have wrestling on sports channels. Do you guys think it's real? <laughs> yeah the answer to that is yes yes we do yep all right man let's talk about some raptors jays leafs whatever you want to talk about what's on your yeah, mind well, let's start with jays uh suck that they they got uh rocked by washington last night i think they're losing to washington as we speak right now too so that's not good but uh I, it looks like Rafael Dolis has been sent down. We called up, I believe it was Kevin Smith. That's probably good. Rafael Dolis gets rocked all the time. I'm not sure he's a major league pitcher, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, the Jays were looking hot until this little hiccup. They were looking hot until George Springer hit the wall so hard on Saturday, and now he has a grade one knee sprain. At least it's grade one. 
Yeah, it could be worse. It could be grade two. Could be grade three. <laughs> like, my God, you know, don't even say it. Yeah, exactly. Perish the thought, Boris. But yeah, like it just sucks. Like he was having. It was the summer of Springer, and now it's. You know, yeah. I can see him being gone. You know, if he takes too long, just shut him down at this point, in my opinion. In my opinion, the season's pretty much done. Like, we're losing games against teams that we should be beating. We're, we're, we have one of the easiest second halves of the season, and we are just shitting the bed. It just sucks because if you look at next month, it's not as easy as this August is. This yep. was the time. This yep. was the time. So normally I would say, oh, it's too early to, to pack it in. They're four games back of the wild card or five, right? They're not that far away. It's halfway through August. But, man, this is the stretch that they need to make up ground because if they don't do it here, they're probably not going to do it next month. So I agree with you. They have to, they have to do it now. It hasn't been the summer of uh, Springer. It's been like the fortnight of Springer, buddy. He's been only around for like two weeks. He was the hurt fortnight. the whole first half, too. <laughs> You're right. You're right, 100%. Yeah, the Fortnite of Springer. Um, <laughs> fucking guy. Oh, whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on our manager, Charlie Montoyo? I think he's the worst manager in Major League Baseball, and the Jays will probably not even make the playoffs until we fire him. I like him as a person. He's like seems cool. like an all right dude. Dude, here's the thing. I agree 100% with you. I think he's a great person, but being a great person doesn't win you World Series unless you are the Dodgers manager. Anyways, <laughs> um, because I think my two teams, Dodgers and Jays, have the two worst managers in all of Major League Baseball. Oof. Uh, I don't mind. Well, I guess yeah, I, I can I can hear that argument. I think you might be underestimating uh, Roberts maybe a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Well, oh, <laughs> that's a rant for another day. Um. <laughs> Montoyo, I think we can both agree Montoyo is the worst. The yeah. worst manager in baseball. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, that I'm a little, and they are losing 3-1 right now. Here's the thing that yeah. I am worried about. Vladdy, Bo, I think that if they like Montoyo, a lot they might have more pull and say than we think well it could get him another year or two but he's not going to be around forever you know i agree with that and that'll probably get him another year or two you know maybe that's why he's here right now it's kind of like my theory about biggio right like i think that we should trade biggio i thought we should have traded biggio at the trade deadline but i have a feeling that his 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 brothers in arms are keeping him on the team it might be, man. It might actually that's that's as good a theory as any. But you know what? We don't if Santiago keeps looking this good, he's playing really well. We kinda don't need BGO anymore. Santiago That's what, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Masai Ujiri had a press conference earlier today, basically just having fun talking to the media for the first time since he was re-signed, and it's really the first in-person media call that he's had since last March, which is absolutely crazy to even think about. Um, But yeah, he was just talking about kind of the process he went through uh, to get re-signed. He talked about, you know, working with Tannenbaum and how long the process was, which is, and he, he essentially said in the back of his mind, he knew that this is where he wanted to be he loves the city he loves what the city brings he loves the attention that uh the fans give um and uh you know he just wanted to focus on the season as best as possible the two major takeaways number one was laurie um he basically called him the best raptor that's ever been the best there was the best there is you know um and number two he essentially talked about the rebuild and i 100 agree with this point and that is if the raptors don't play in toronto we're effed. I don't think people realize how hard it is for these players to not play in your home. 
Oh, absolutely, man. That million percent agree with that. That's yeah, that's huge. And like the crowd is a humongous factor as well. Like, don't get it twisted. A bigger factor is people sleeping yes. in their own beds, obviously, like playing in their home gym, working out with the equipment they're used to, like that whole thing. But the crowd matters, too, especially because Toronto has one of the best home field advantages in all of sports. Like the Toronto Raptors crowd is insane. Yeah, we have great facilities as well. Like we have the gym in yeah. uh, Scotia Bank. We have the OVO training facility. The you know uh, by the by the lake there, the Drake Gym basically. Um, so you know, the Drake it's, it's by the lake. Drake by the lake, exactly. You know, so they have great facilities that they can go to and use and whatnot. Um, and you know, going back to the home field advantage and the home crowd. Look at the Jays. Look at the run that they went on when they got back home. Yeah, million percent. Yeah, absolutely. After playing in the, the throes of Buffalo, New York. Yeah, they actually did go on a hot, hot run and kind of teased us all thinking they were maybe uh, a little better than they were. Perhaps they still need some pitching, man. They still need uh, they still need an ace and a couple a couple arms in the bullpen. Yep. All right, man. I think it is time to move on to some wrestling. So for those of you who are only listening to the sports, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.